have shelter and just enough precious food to ward off starvation. It's pizza time! Pineapple. So much for that. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 9, A Clockwork Origin. Uh, while this is a great episode between uh, humanity, robanity, robotity, uh, robotity, um, and evolution and creationism and all the different things here, I barely want to talk about any of that for my disastrous bit today okay what would you like to talk about mike that was my preamble to my opening bit excellent thank you it is succeeded i would however like to talk about uh so friend of the podcast tema Mm -hmm. uh got a a smart speaker device i do not know if i can say the brand of it on the uh on the podcast but we i do sing a song about it occasionally when ben has to search some stuff um, so you the fancy new Bing home device, uh-huh. yeah. the <laughs> the Ask Jeeves Home Assistant, <laughs> the Jeevenator. Um, yes, the G- yeah. She's like, hey Jeevenator, you play? Could you please play me some Christmas music? Which is a pretty good request, and, mm-hmm. and it's this like, time of year, yeah. And Jeevenator's like, I like the way you sa- you asked that. Here's some Christian rock. It's like. Um, no, well, can we just uh, chat about this for a moment, Jeevenator? I did not ask for that. Jeeves, go back to Butler College. Uh-huh. It, and, and w- I mean, m- the Jeevenator should be listening. <laughs> not just like, ooh, you were very kind. Here's what I think you want. It's like, no, no, no. Let's, let's, uh, let's re- reinterpret what we just talked about right there. Yeah, but you do realize that, like, at the same time, in theory, people are like, hey, my favorite podcast app give me a podcast about Futurama, and then we start talking about AskJeeves.com, uh-huh. that <laughs> great search engine. Well, I mean, we think about all the Jeevenators out there that we uh, that we just accidentally caused to, to, to search for uh, some Christmas music. So other devices are like, they, they want you to say, hey, and then uh-huh. like the name of the device. What do you think an Ask Jeeves device would? I still think w- it would be, hey, Jeevenator. I no, I think it's more like, um, excuse me, Jeeves. <laughs> Par- pardon me, Jeeves. Dearest Jeeves, <laughs> dearest Jeeves, please play me the best of the 1950s. I don't know why I went 1950s and with that voice, it doesn't. It's incongruous to me, but it's hilarious. And then uh, Jeeves plays for you some do 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 nope some brian sets her orchestra because he's like it's basically the same thing as 50s it's just a modern take on swing yeah and that's exactly what what i wanted and then i i i and that's when when the ball really goes into swing because i'm having a ball and i'm asking i'm i'm trying to get dearest jeevenator to play me the music that i want for my ball Pardon me, Jeeves. Please play a Pardon. podcast about Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> Old Jeeves, please. 
I, I want to hear them boys about the, the future um, with the television show in the future. Pardon. I think when I said that, I grew, because you looked at me in a very specific way. I, I feel like I grew, like... There was a lot going on here. Like, a lot of white, like, facial hair. Pardon me, Jeeves. Please play for me the podcast that is the podcast about the Comedy Central reboot about the greatest <laughs> TV show Fox ever canceled. Coming right up, sir. Firefly <laughs> O'Clock, the podcast. <laughs> Coming right up, here's 20 minutes about Ask Jeeves, <laughs> which is what you mentioned earlier, and we're just continuing to deliver that for you. We're doing a service to you. Welcome to we're the rem- <laughs> Ask Jeeves podcast. Yeah, we're reminding you that Ask Jeeves used to be a thing. Does where, it, is it still? Where we talk about Ask Jeeves. I don't know. There was that Winamp thing a couple of weeks ago <laughs> where I found out Winamp was still a thing. Let's see if Ask Jeeves still exists. And yes, everybody screaming in their podcast app, knowing that Ask Jeeves probably exists. I we're gonna we're go come with us on the journey. The so the search engine ask.com shut down in 2010. That's that okay. That was oh boy, that's a, a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um we alas poor Ye- Jeeves. Yeeves? Alas poor Jeeves, we knew you well. Ask.com, originally known as Ask Jeeves, is a question-answering-focused e-business founded in 1996. So E-business? I I guess it it is business. Ask.com has been criticized by its browser toolbar, which has been accused of behaving like malware (laughs) due to bundling with other software and the difficulty of its uninstallation. Oh, man. On today's episode of Ask.com, Ask Jeeves presents The Jeevenator. We're we're talking about the browser toolbar extension. Mike, how many times did that thing get installed on your computer? Oh, you know, if I could just if I could count, that I think we'd have the new biggest number in the world. Like a Google? Like a Google's Google. <laughs> a Google's Google's Google. Google to the Google uh power. So we're just digging ourselves in deeper. We should Maybe try to dig ourselves out with some Futurama talk. Or we could just continue to try to dig and see if there's something on the other side of this hole. So, Or the center of the earth where we'll be burned to death. <laughs> and crushed by the pressure. A lot of people forget the pressure. I did, see, I did forget that. It could be both, though. Why not Par- both? Pardon me, Jeeves. <laughs> what is the pressure at the center of the earth? Oh, as always with these bits, they always go better than I expect. This episode is not endorsed by Ask.com, Ask Jeeves, or any of its subsidiaries. A business that closed in 2010 has subsidiaries, of course, as we all know. So episode six, (laughs) season six, episode nine, A Clockwork Origin, we start out at Planet Express, where they're having a meeting. Uh, Hermes says, all right, first on the agenda, duck, and Kubert comes in on a party board and smashes into Bender's face. We find out that the reason Qbert is not in school is because it's surrounded by protesters protesting the fact that the school is teaching <gasps> evolution. <gasps> uh, the professor is taken aback by the fact that there are protesters and and demands to go to the science mobile. <laughs> and Leela's like, do you mean the ship? And the professor's like, yes, the science mobile. It's just that you've never called it that before. <laughs> I love Leela's reaction. Like, okay. 
I mean, no, I get it. I'm with Leela on this one. <laughs> you can't just rebrand the ship the Science Mobile, not tell anyone, and then just expect people to know what it is. It's like Fetch. You can't just make Fetch yeah. happen. You yeah. gotta like. It's true. You have to. You have to lay the groundwork. Exactly. Stop trying to make the Science Mobile happen. <laughs> I do love it's so it's so wonderfully like it takes a beat of this. It's like, well, I mean okay i guess but like you've never called it that before i just love that this episode takes that beat of like calling it out on this is mm-hmm. ridiculous for some i just want to point that out real fast so they fly off to the wozniak nerd academy go flinchers which is orbiting the planet uh sort of like the orbiting cemetery mm-hmm. in fact i thought they were flying out to the orbiting cemetery mm-hmm. at that'd first. be a weird place for a school i'm like why are they going to the cemetery first maybe it was a field trip that he missed but instead it's actually just a, nerd just a academy, school yeah um named after steve wozniak of course i'm going mm-hmm. to point that out before people email me about that we know some things sometimes occasionally we are smart maybe we know a lot about ask jeeves <laughs> Other things, not a lot, but sometimes. Star Trek, a thing that a lot of people know about. I've maybe heard I, of that. I haven't the faintest. What is the Star Trek you speak of? But Ask Jeeves, oh boy, we know everything about Ask Jeeves. <laughs> the holes in our knowledge are are truly tremendous. Yeah, there's uh, a bunch of protesters. They're given a mic for some reason. I, f- I, I kind of want to live in the world where the protesters brought their own podium and microphone. I don't know what they plugged it into, but I just, I want to live in that world. Do you really, though? I'd prefer it to the school giving them a microphone and podium. Yeah, but imagine all the things people protest and then just people getting up there saying stupid stuff. I mean, they already have bullhorns, so. That's true. That's sort of like a mobile microphone it's and true. podium. We've not really we haven't dove deep into this concept yet is a bullhorn really just a a microphone that is more you, you more mobile than a standard microphone like the one we currently have which is on wire so it is somewhat mobile but not super mobile so what you're saying is next year at podcon we bring some bullhorn yes and we do a podcast at podcon through the bullhorn agreed Cool. So, oh, what's this? I'm just getting an email. We've been kicked out of PodCon. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry for all of our fans that were coming to PodCon to see us um, on the floor. Because, like, honestly, like, they're not going to give us. No one's giving us a platform. We had to find underground. (laughs) We're in the we're in the parking garage. So they are protesting and the professor gets up to basically give a speech uh, first of all, he calls everyone, or he tells everyone to get back in their turnip trucks and go home. Mm-hmm. And um, there's somebody who's there in a turnip truck, of course. So. He resents that incredibly accurate insult. But the professor starts giving the speech about evolution and and all of that, and how it's definitely a real science thing. They, <laughs> he confirms that they did indeed evolve from filthy monkey men. But then, mid his speech. Dr. Banjo comes up, who is this (laughs) very learned orangutan in a suit. Mm -hmm. Well, he's clearly learned because he is Dr. Banjo. Right. He He has has a doctorate. doctorate. He talked to a horse and got his doctorate. (laughs) I I hope it was a better experience than Amy. One can hope. 
You shouldn't have to defend the world from cats taking over the world to get a doctorate. It's true. He's, it's never told where he got his doctorate from, though, so you never know. So, Dr. Banjo points out that evolution is merely a theory, like gravity or the Earth being round. Yeah. A flying spaghetti monster with an anti-evolution <laughs> sign is kind of like, do you seriously think I was descended from some kind of flightless manicotti? Now, so, I have a story about the flying spaghetti monster. Okay, here we go. Because when I found out about the <laughs> flying spaghetti monster and pastafarianism in okay. college... Facebook was just starting out to be a thing. You remember when Facebook was only for universities and not for everyone at large? Um, I do remember that because I was not in there yet because I was in high school. So <laughs> I, I was very excited when it expanded to high schools. I just want to point that out. So I was in college and the whole idea was like, OK, well, you can like meet other people at your university and, you know, hook up or whatever. Uh -huh. I never saw the social network. Who knows what it's really for? It's probably so, I mean, all, aren't all social networks kind of to, to hook up with people nearby you? Yes, absolutely. Tweet at Back to Futurama. <laughs> Where would you like to hook up with us, apparently? Um, so... Uh, <laughs> That was it better be the Taco Bell because I'm going to eat some Taco Bell and then leave the best hookup of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> so, okay, but it, Facebook was supposed to be all about like meeting new people and sure. whatever. And the only friend that I made through Facebook in college was because I listed my religion as Pastafarian. Sure. And this woman who also listed herself as a Pastafarian found me, and then we became friends. And she and I are still Facebook friends to this very day, thanks to the magic of the flying spaghetti monster. We have been touched by his noodly appendage. It, it, it's true. Uh, we have found a success story for Facebook. We were looking for one. So huzzah, we did it. <laughs> it's about time. We found a good thing about Facebook. Um, that being said, please follow our Facebook page on Facebook.com. <laughs> and our Facebook group. Tell us which Taco Bell you would like to meet at so I can eat some Taco Bell <laughs> and then leave. Um, if you're going to be at PodCon, point out the best Taco Bell near the PodCon. <laughs> and we'll have some Taco Bell with you. That actually sounds like a pretty decent time. Yeah, eating, eating Taco Bell with a bunch of Back to the Futurama fans. Yeah. I'm into it. Th let's, just, eat, let's eat some Taco Bell. Just think about all the food that we're going to eat <laughs> and what it's going to do to our bodies because Taco <laughs> Bell is 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 just going to just gonna wreck you. So anyways, Dr. Banjo points out that he believes that all life was created in its present form 7,000 years ago. By a fantastical creature from outer space. Mm-hmm. And then they go, Dr. Banjo and the professor go on this almost infinite loop where Dr. Banjo's like, all right, well, if man really evolved from apes, where is this missing link? And then the professor points out, well, you know, we found it. Homo erectus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Aha! You, you've made my point. Where's the link between that? Well, then that's Homo habilis. And then it just kind of goes through because they, they have australopithecus africanus mm -hmm. and then it just kind of goes on to what seems to be like 40 we, we links. get yeah we get a fade um everyone at the protest is gone except for fry and leela who, who are, are still sleeping. yeah and it finally ends up with professor banjo being like well where is the supposed link between apes and darwinius massili 
the professor's like, well, all right, I admit, we don't have that link. And Dr. Banjo's like, well, that proves my point. Things don't exist simply because one believes in them. So saith the almighty creature in the sky. <laughs> Just kind of an interesting way to put it, Dr. Banjo. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> There's a lo- it's amazing how much there is going on here. So the professor decides to take the entire crew out to Olduvai Gorge, uh, where a lot of fossils have been found. It's the birthplace of Ryan Seacrest. Also, the rest of humanity. Now, I know the joke they're going for here, but I looked up where Ryan Seacrest was born. Atlanta, Georgia. That great Delta hub. (laughs) I'm so glad you... You're like, I see your joke. I reject your joke. It's so good to Uh me. I do fly through that Delta hub a lot. Well, I, I wasn't... I do fly Delta. I wasn't so much looking up the joke. I was just like... Oh my, Jeeves, that can't be correct, that Ryan Seacrest was born at Olduvai Gorge. And then my Jeevenator pointed yeah, out of course, clearly. that actually he was born in Atlanta, Georgia uh-huh. on December 24th, which is coming up. So happy birthday to Mr. Seacrest. Please tweet at Back to Futurama about some tacos or something. I don't know what social media is anymore. Has this, has this podcast just devolved into us trying to get tweets from famous people? And tacos. And tacos? <laughs> the concept of tacos. Please tweet at Back to Futurama. <laughs> this is made better by the fact that I know you have Taco McTacosin. Yeah, I'm Facebook friends with Taco McTacosin. <laughs> Social media really is just flying spaghetti monsters and tacos and celebrities. That's it. Nothing else. Pick one of those things, hook up with it. That's the Facebook <laughs> slogan. <laughs> one of those things hook up with it (laughs) okay oh i I was not ready for that kind of thing to be so so the professor starts an archaeological dig for the missing link and leela finds a half man half toucan that's not what we're looking for throw it in the soup (laughs) they've got this soup of just old bones and fossils and it isn't like a gross green color. It's a very gross green color. It's terrific. Hermes finds a petrified dog. He assumes <laughs> is one of Fry's, which is great. And he, then he specifically is like, "Uh oh, it's another one of Fry's dogs." Despite them being in Africa, yeah, yeah. Well, just a Fry gets around apparently. Uh, so he Fry's like, "What you got there?" And Hermes is like, "Nothing," and throws it in the soup. Now, for the listeners at home who are still probably mad at us about Jurassic Barth, I assume that dog did not live a very sad life waiting for its owner. We, But I will say, we do not know for sure. It's we, true. We that never cannot, get that story. That cannot, cannot be confirmed, confirmed or denied. Exactly. So Bender finds a spring and he calls it a robot fossil. The professor's like, there's no robot fossils. Who? Bender says, who... Who says I didn't evolve? And the professor's like, we robots were created quite recently. It was in all the papers. Not <laughs> and just kind of did he forget the, the fact that he was the one that did it in the history of the show for Mom's Robot Company? Mm-hmm. He seems to have forgotten that. It's just like I'll just point at papers. I I can't be the expert here. It's true. I didn't even consider that because we know for a fact that he invented modern robots. Exactly. 
mm-hmm. but it was in all the papers. But uh, yeah, and then Zoidberg. Uh, uh, although maybe he is going for an alternate source, so it's not just a primary source. You go to the secondary source and see other people. You want you want more it. facts to back everything up. Exactly. He just got in a whole debate with Doctor Banjo and lost it because one little thing, like not knowing the missing link between apes and Darwinian massili. Mm-hmm. So it's true. You, you come with the receipts. Exactly. Meanwhile, Zoidberg is also trying to impress Qbert for some reason by like <laughs> telling jokes about a dinosaur fossil. Also, there are a lot of fossils in this very specific spot. <laughs> they made a good choice. Where like did they just pick a random spot or just do they have some sort of fossil detector that no one else on the planet has? <laughs> it's- I don't know, but it's, you know, I didn't even think of this, but yeah, there's a lot of fossils There's a lot of fossils. Maybe they asked Jeeves where the best place to find fossils was. Dearest Jeeves, where should I go to find fossils for my soup? And to prove a professor orangutan incorrect Mm -hmm. about his theories on evolution. And Jeeves is like, I don't know about soup, but I do know about proving people wrong. I am Jeeves. I don't know <laughs> Jeeves has spoken. Why does Jeeves all of a sudden sound like he's Lur from the Planet Omicron Percy I ate? <laughs> well, when you, you you can only have so much of a budget and then you start using voice actors over and over again. I want somebody to invent an asklur.com <laughs> where they can go to ask Lur questions and then he shouts everything and also ends literally every search with I am Lur from the planet Omicron Percy I ate. <laughs> I would love that. It'd be great. I I I want to <laughs> I want to I honestly want to hack my Jeevenator to do that. It would be pretty fen- phenomenal, right? Just it would get be Lur's voice on there. Every but, social media company ever who has these devices, get on that. Get get on that, but also uh, uh, give us some royalties because we give came us up some with royalties because we came up not, with the idea, not Futurama. It, it, well, also Futurama, <laughs> but we have to be cut in a little bit. We did come up with the idea, at least a finder's fee. Exactly. I'm not asking for a lot. Just but, just thirty six percent. That's yeah. all. I wouldn't ask for thirty seven. That's too much. Clearly. So, uh, meanwhile, the professor manages to find the missing link. Along, he finds a rich vein of missing links, which he he names off basically everything that was once considered a missing link, and then filled in that gap, like um, Piltdown Man and uh, Java, Java Man. Man and Manfred Man, which didn't know that that uh, that was a missing link, but you know, but it is musically speaking, probably it, it's true. It, how can you really tell the history of life? Without Manfred Mann. But then he finds a brand new fossil that is the missing link he was looking for. And, and that was much easier than anticipated. Oh, yeah. No, they spend like a day. Everyone's eating the soup <laughs> composed of um, two half toucan mans, a dog that may or may not have been lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, Other unspecified bones. Part of Amy's finger, which we didn't even point out, she chops off accidentally bloodless and apparently painless too and she just kind of reached over and was like oh that's mine sorry it's like what do it i i love this world in which there's no blood anymore all yeah all blood stopped being a thing in 2748 oh dang it i'm not gonna live for that it's true uh i guess i just have to be my blood bag so then and this is a sentence i'm very looking forward to saying 
they go to the world bone premiere. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta show off that new bone. So it's at this uh, natural history museum. They're unveiling the bone that uh, the professor found. It's a good bone, Professor. It's a very good bone. There's a reason why you have a whole gala surrounding the world bone premiere. You don't just show it off. You have a whole party around it. It feels to me like we should have... TRL should come back and we should have world bone premieres on it. (laughs) Because for whatever reason, when you kept saying that, I I flashed back to the TRL world premiere or whatever. And it's like, you know, the new NSYNC video Uh or whatever. But this time it's for bones. Well, we're already friends with Ryan Seacrest because we told him to tweet at us. Was Seacrest on TRL? He's one of those guys. Yeah, oh, that's fair. He probably knows. He pro- I think, was he? We should I probably ask Carson. Jeeves. <laughs> yes. Ajeevenator. Oh, Jeeves. Um, I know that it was Carson Daly for quite a while. We're going into, like, you think I didn't know stuff about <laughs> Star Trek? <laughs> I got nothing on TRL. That countdown was what I lived for every day, man. I gotta know. I gotta know. Bye 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 is still number one. I was an in sync boy. Let's go. I had opinions. Have opinions. Have opinions. Pardon me, Jeeves. Is bye 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 by in sync still number one? (laughs) Jeeves is telling me yes. Yes, it is. See, Jeeves knows the score. Jeeves, Jeeves is saying it always will be in his heart. Jeeves is right. Okay. Baby, bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bender is spending all of his time trying to convince the professor that robots evolved. The way that he does this at this moment is by pointing out that this, his tuxedo doesn't fit him anymore because he's obviously <laughs> gotten bigger since last time he wore it. You could even say maybe he evolved. <laughs> The professor's like, no, you cannot. You stole that from a boy. A man. It was a bar mitzvah. (laughs) (laughs) That joke is so good to me. I love it. Good. At the World Bone premiere, they unveil Homo Farnsworth, which is this new fossil that they discovered that is the missing link. Mm -hmm. Named after Farnsworth, of course. Now, pardon the pun, but I have a bone to pick with this. Okay. Fantastic pun allowed. Because the problem is, if you're looking for a missing link, you're already, you've already passed the whole homo line. You were way into Australopithecine, uh, sure. way into like even older fossils. A homo fossil is not going to be a missing link that far back. Mm-hmm. It was a rare naming mistake by the scientific community, but I'm okay with it. Because it, there's other jokes there. <laughs> Does scientific nomenclature mean nothing to you people? If you're a Futurama writer, does it? Tweet at us at Back to Futurama. Get on your taxonomy game, writers. Come on. I can't, you know, it's... I. It, it Too long we've been talking about this show, and they have overlooked these important, hugely th- important things. And, and I'm here to stand up and say, no more! Anyways, I know exactly why they do it, because that joke comes back around later. It but does, the yeah. point is... It's it's factually incorrect. The worst kind of incorrect. Exactly. You have put it in your, po- in your television show that being technically correct is the best kind of correct. And we are not technically correct. We are technically incorrect. And it's an error. Anyway, it's a funny joke. It's, yeah, it's fine. So... <laughs> 
once you get past the taxonomical, taxonomological, how do you say that? I don't know, but I would love to watch you continue to try. Taxonomicon. Ooh, I like that one. Once you get past the taxonomical, I'm going to go with that word. Sure. Um, Once you get past the incorrect taxonomy. Ooh, there it is. (laughs) That one works. It's a fine joke. So, uh, so they decide to, uh, after showing off the new, uh, new bone, the world bone premiere, they give the mic to Dr. Banjo to talk about the uh, ramifications of this discovery. He's the new museum curator. That's exactly who I would expect to be the new museum curator in this episode of Futurama. So he points out that the professor actually did him a favor because he proved that evolution is not real because... And then he they un, they pull back a curtain to show it's literally just this uh, Homo Farnsworth hanging out with dinosaurs, <laughs> frolicking even frolicking like he's riding on this dinosaur seven thousand years ago, just after the Earth was created. Sure. And here is where Farnsworth decides to be a meme and says, "I don't want to live on this planet anymore," and then doesn't and flies away. They fly out. To deep space, where the professor moves on to a lifeless planetoid. I love that the professor's like, faster, faster, just drop me off on that asteroid over there. When you really just have to move somewhere that's not the planet, Mm -hmm. and anywhere will do. As long as it's very far away. So they land on this lifeless planetoid, which the professor says, not lifeless enough. (laughs) Set up my shack so I can kick you out of it. And we find out that the only water source is tainted although the writers definitely dig on diet dr pepper here because fry's like what is it diet dr pepper and the professor's like no 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 it's not that bad it, <laughs> this water is just laced with deadly toxins uh good thing the professor has microscopic nanobots to clean the water now if only he could invent microscopic nanobots to turn diet dr pepper into normal dr pepper oh snap Boom, mic drop. You are being so mean to that Diet Dr. Pepper, and I love it. Look, I like Dr. Pepper. What can I say? I am a Dr. Pepper man. I'm a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper, too? When did this podcast become ads? I don't know. By the way, this week's episode brought to you by... (laughs) Ask Jeeves (laughs) and Dr. Pepper. Ask Dr. Jeeves. Ask Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper, should I, uh, well, no, it's a doctor, so I assume I'm typing in things for, like, WebMD. Sure. Dr. Oh, okay. Pepper, what, sure. Is, what is this weird growth on my back? And then... It will respond, I don't know, drink some Dr. Pepper. It'll probably be fine. Drink some Dr. Pepper. Pour some Dr. Pepper on it, and then drink it. <laughs> <clears throat> this episode brought to you by AskDrPepper.com. So yeah, the professor has these nanobots clean up the water, and we sort of see them in action. They start eating away all the toxins in this yeah. water. And um, then we, we have a little uh, vignette with Kubert and uh, Zoidberg, as the professor has said that he's been safely abandoned with his godfather, Zoidberg. Kubert um, does not want to eat the boiled baseball gloves, and Zoidberg's like, come back, we need to have the talk of the facts of life. I don't even know what they are. Well, I mean, everybody knows that fried baseball gloves are the superior method oh, of, of consuming baseball gloves. Y- I mean, w- tell me a thing that you, you boil forever and it tastes good. 
you know, you boil vegetables for like you boil. Uh, let's uh, go with uh, some uh, uh, Brussels sprouts. That's just going to be awful. No, no, no. You grill those bad boys up. Exactly. That's how you do it. I don't think there is a vegetable that can be boiled. And I it, are you calling a baseball glove <laughs> a vegetable? Why? Of course I am. Awesome. Great. You barbecue <laughs> that baseball glove. This episode brought to you by Blue Apron. You know, last night, <laughs> Sarah and I cooked up a delicious baseball glove brought to you by blue apron it was it only took 20 minutes from what i can hear and also the cleanup was real easy (laughs) once i stopped vomiting blood i really enjoyed it (laughs) and the weird part is that it wasn't my blood (laughs) don't know where the other blood came from but it was a good taste all in all i would probably eat that again yes blueapron.com I I just wonder how fast we're going to get sued <laughs> by BlueApron.com. Baseball gloves, you can eat. I feel I feel like we should have tried to avoid the Blue Apron for for with the blood vomit, but you know it's fine. I'll bleep it in post. Okay, um, great. Everything will be fine. Not going to bleep it in post. So, <laughs> well, at least we had the idea of of possibly covering our butts. Back on this planetoid, the nanobots after having consumed all of the toxins in this little lake, have gotten more complex somehow. Uh, Bender takes it as evolution. Which the professor denies. Like so much doctorate. Uh, He calls himself a genius. Just like with any move where you get all your friends to help you move, the professor has provided some pizzas, and so they're about to chow down on some of those bad boys. Mm -hmm. And then the nanobots have evolved again. I'm sorry, gotten more complex again. Uh Uh-huh. They are now trilobites, which I assume is spelt with a Y this time because they're robots. I thought, Get they, it? Called it's a pun. The, I thought they called them the trilobots. I <clears throat> heard, maybe, I heard trilobites. Oh, either way. But I just assumed it was trilobites like a computer bite. Mm-hmm. That would be good too. Um, and they just kind of eat everything, like the ship. and his, Some of their clothes. And his shack and the five pianos that they moved into the shack. There, there's a lot of pianos in this episode that they move into the professor shack so they grab the pizzas and run they find this cave in a mountain somewhere and they hide in it and they put a boulder in front of it and then they get ready to consume those pizzas and they open them up and every single one of them has pineapple on it they have no food so they yeah they toss them all so not only is diet dr pepper getting put on blast in this episode Pineapple on pizza is getting put on blast. There's a lot of uh, uh, being put on blast in this episode for foodstuffs. I don't personally mind pineapple on pizza, but I know that there are some people that have major problems with it. You know, last night we opened up that box of green smock. (laughs) Uh, Oh, wherever are you going with this, Ben? (laughs) Definitely not Blue Apron. This is a different company. That also definitely sponsors us. And we d- we cooked up the most delicious pineapple and baseball glove pizza. And, and with Dr. Pepper as the drink. <laughs> Diet, Diet Dr. Do- Pepper, I apologize. Served it up with a nice cold glass of Diet Dr. Pepper. And let me tell you, would not recommend. It's that green smock promise. You're going to hate it. I don't like pineapple on my <laughs> baseball glove pizza, so... It's good to have principles. Back at Planet Express, Zoidberg is trying to be a good father to Qbert, 
He has painted a mural on Kubert's bedroom wall where Zoidberg is depicted as a superhero called Father Man. Who fights crime to earn Sunboy's respect. And Kubert is not thrilled by any of this. And he's like, this is awful. Who taught you three-point perspective? And uh, it says something about how like his butt could yeah. paint a better picture. Yeah, he could paint 12. a better mural than mm-hmm. with his butt, yeah. Zoidberg does not take it well. Uh, now, this doesn't happen often, but can you please explain this art joke to me? Pardon me, Jeeves. Could you explain <laughs> three-point perspective to Mike? <laughs> um, so, no, basically, whenever when you're doing a piece of art, um, there are a couple of different methods to, in which to do it. So okay. you've got sort of a one-point perspective, which is sort of that classic, like, looking down at a city where everything... All the like skyscrapers and stuff sort of go toward the middle. Okay. That's kind of a classic one point perspective. Okay. Um, you've got two point perspective where generally speaking, the perspective uh, spots are sort of on the different sides of the picture. Okay. And all the lines sort of get drawn to um, those perspective points. Okay. Um, so imagine like um, looking at sort of a city block from like ground level where the everything is going off to the left and everything's going off to the right, but it's all kind of going towards those perspective points. I see. And so three point perspective is just sort of the same thing, but you have a third point of perspective. And, um, I don't have any real good examples of that because I learned three point perspective from the same people who taught Zoidberg. So, Oh, I see. Okay. Fair Mm -hmm. enough. I feel like, uh, I, I hope, uh, I feel like I learned something today and I hope the rest of our audience has, uh, uh, we would like to like to exit the the knowledge part of this episode and go back into the goofs. Uh, Zoidberg immediately starts shuffling away, being "Father Man away," and and Kubert looks a little saddened by what he has just done. Back on this planetoid, they wake up the next day, and the professor says that he has some food, but the only food he has is in pill form because uh, it's all been sure. dehydrated, so they need some water uh hermes this the reason he mentions this is hermes is like do we have any food that's not poisoned with pineapple they open up the cave wall expecting all these trilobites to be there Mm -hmm. or trilobots whatever yeah it's all good and this whole forest has sprung up overnight it's all robot trees and uh it's all surrounded this lake so they go to get some water leela's chomping down on a rehydrated steak Mm -hmm. and then dinosaurs attack yeah fry is kind of goofing around on a bit in a big leaf a robot leaf which is a weird thing to say but okay and he's goofing around in it and then a uh a, a giant robot plesiosaurus comes and attacks him i did i did google the episode and figure out what all the dinosaurs but you are. couldn't google three-point perspective oh no okay I focus. I feel like I was gonna get more more fresh. Like you didn't know the dinosaurs really. Then three point percent. Okay. Um. I do like how at this point, uh, when this dinosaur is trying to eat Fry, mm-hmm. he says, "Help, police!" As though <laughs> the police have any jurisdiction in this Jurassic robot world. That's that's a good point. I I I think I caught that, but didn't write it down. It's a very good line. Everybody just kind of grabs a club and tries to hit the the dinosaur, which doesn't really do much. Uh, and it seems like it gets bored and just kind of throws Fry halfway mm-hmm. c- across the, the planetoid. We get a really cool robot dinosaur fight sequence here where like... Yeah, because a T-Rex shows up and a tricycle top shows up, mm-hmm. which I love. I do love that. 
Yeah, this is a really fun scene. I really enjoy it because it's just a bunch of weird robot dinosaurs, uh-huh. some of them with wheels. And like, Fry being in total danger. It's a good scene. Uh, so they they all they have like this three mano a mano a mano fight uh, where all three dinos are fighting. And then Fry is picked up by a pterodactyl. And as he's being carried away, he's like, this is a cool way to die. He's right, though. It is a pretty cool, <laughs> way, a pretty to cool die. way to die. Back to Planet Express. Uh, Zoid- it's very <laughs> funny to me that all these Planet Express things are happening while Fry's nearly about to die. Uh-huh. It's so very good to me. Zoidberg is in a dumpster, and Qbert's like, I'm, so- home. I'm sorry for treating you like a total Zoidberg. Uh, I mean, loser. Qbert <laughs> explains that he gets bullied a lot, and so he kind of tries to be a smart aleck to like uh-huh. deflect that. And at this point, Brett Blob shows up, and uh, they exchange some bullying sort of words and then zoidberg is like no 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 no. this is how you do it you just act really pathetic and then he's like oh no uh, i'm so scared i wet myself and then it works and brett blob goes off to his pottery class <laughs> and and that's how you do it and cubert then calls zoidberg a dumpster jedi i'm gonna put that on some business cards <laughs> ben dumpster <laughs> dumpster even. jedi uh i'm gonna walk into work tomorrow and be like i don't care what my job title is what i want is dumpster jedi i mean i have the access at my job to change my name on office 365 so i could change my name to my title to dumpster jedi i'm sure i'd be fired pretty quick pretty quick but hey i could do it it was fun while it lasted right Uh uh-huh yeah what's a little unemployment for the joy of having changed your name to uh your title to dumpster jedi (laughs) um back on this planetoid everything looks like the worst yeah and then actively trying to avoid getting his butt eaten by the uh pterodactyl babies and then a solar flare happens randomly and kills all the dinosaurs the only robots that survived are the ones who are humanoid-sized and hiding in caves like cowards. And then Bender comes out of a cave and is like, look, I l- look at this scarf. He taught himself how to knit, which, you know, if you've got nothing better to do in a cave that you are stuck on because it's... Uh, did we mention that the trilobites ate the ship? I don't think we mentioned that. They're trapped on the planet because the trilobites ate the ship. It's true. It's an important thing to note, because otherwise, they would have just flown away. Because this is weird. <laughs> it, actually, it's perfect timing that you, you reminded me of that. As uh, the professor says, if we pick the right parts from each of these dinos, we can build a rudimentary spaceship. And then so uh, they it, there's a fade, and then he's like, whew, it took almost two hours, but it's finished. And they've got a completely working spaceship in just two hours. Two hours. That's all you need. And he's like, but the problem is it's solar powered and it's, you know, like nighttime now. So we're just going to do it in the morning. While they are sleeping, uh, something kind of comes up from off screen and p- takes away Leela and Amy while the 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 men and uh, Bender are sleeping. And Bender is sleeping on top of the guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It must be very you gotta, comfortable. You got to find a comfy place to mm-hmm. sleep when you're in a cave. And <laughs> Hermes, Fry, and Press are like... Eh, it's fine. So I, it must be one of those like weighted blankets that you're like, oh, oh yeah. I feel so comfortable. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yes, Amy and Leela get stolen in the night. The next morning, they wake up to and, the chime of a rooster. And 
I missed the rooster. Neat. Yeah. Um. So they wake up. They go outside, and there's a bunch of birds around. There's little hummingbird like helicopter things, which are just adorable. It's very cute. There's a swan that makes a car horn honk, which I love. <laughs> it's a good little little gag. And we find out that it was some robo cavemen who stole the women. Uh, Fry's like, we have to save them, but the only weapon we have is my fan dance. They love going back to that fan dance. I love we got it. it. We got it in uh, where no fan has gone before mm-hmm. as well. I think I, just, I think it's a Star Trek thing. I think I just love Fry trying to do a fan dance at all times. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether or not I'm just it's contemplating how many angry people I'm going to get tweeting at us because they're being like, yes, it's a Star Trek thing. I'm just saying, regardless of the reference, I like the concept of Fry doing a fan dance. So, uh, the cavemen, meanwhile, it seems they are looking for wives. They try to get Amy to sweep with this metal robot broom. And um, the fellas are like, well, I think maybe, um, you know, we don't have any weapons now, but I think maybe if I use this robot wishbone Mm -hmm. and this elastic from my pants... I can invent a slingshot. And then we get another fade. <laughs> and he's like, well, it took almost 12 hours, but the slingshot's finished. <laughs> it's so amazing. Two-hour spaceship, 12-hour uh-huh. slingshot. Like, when we get that two-hour spaceship joke, I'm like, oh, haha, okay, fine, whatever. That's funny, I guess. Yeah. The payoff is, is this: the 12 hours to tie elastic around a, a robot, robot wishbone. wishbone like it's it's, i'm like okay that joke came back around you did good yeah i appreciate that a lot the joke the joke really works for me and i i really appreciate remembering like oh it just took two hours to build a whole spaceship from scratch Uh and you had all the ingredients for a slingshot which has two ingredients and it took you 12 hours i love it it's 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 great so they say um, it's late now, though, so it's, it's oh, really dark. So we'll we'll do it tomorrow. They'll be fine overnight. Uh, the next morning, they take off running towards the cave and run right by Leela and Amy. And they're like, wait, what happened? And they it was the weirdest thing. They woke up and their robo-husbands were gone. Uh, Leela says, I will miss Spencer. Which is quite the turnaround from yeah. her not really being into it. Yeah, so, you know... Anything can happen in this crazy world. It's true. So I, I do wonder how much of it's Stockholm Syndrome, but that's okay. <laughs> so then while they're standing around talking, this uh, lady robot sneaks up on them. She, it's a very um, stereotypical... Uh, what's her name? Jane Goodall? G- Jane Good- yeah. Very, it's a very stereotypical like Jane Goodall sort of look. Mm-hmm. When she emerges, Fry's like... Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's like <laughs> like scratching his head and like looking just real dumb. And and she throws this metallic net over him and he's like, "Ooh, nice net." And so yeah, they find out that they can all sort of talk to each other and um she introduces herself as Dr. Widnar. She had been theorizing that organic life uh with with uh, fat-filled bodies could exist, but didn't have any proof until today and pokes Hermes a couple times about the fat rude it's very rude so she is a robot so i guess she doesn't know it cuts to the museum of natural robo history which is a good name first of all it's a great name it has a little detail right under it It says founded in at 8 15 (laughs) a.m i 
adore that. It is I amazing. That. That's really good. It is amazing. Because, yeah, they've been on this uh, planetoid for like three days That's at this it. point. And they have a full robo society from nanobots. Uh huh. So, amazing. one of the only real background things I wanted to point out is that there is a an exhibit that says the ascent of bot and it starts out with the very original thing was that spring with the googly <laughs> eyes on it that bender had way back in the uh oh that's good i didn't realize by gorge mm-hmm. yeah it's very good i think the next one is r2d2 uh-huh <laughs> it's good dr widnar uh has her i guess version of a uh major bone premiere uh-huh. Um, and shows off her discovery, Homo Farnsworth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it comes back around in that because he's definitely a Homo sapien, mm-hmm. which is why it actually, you know, it actually kind of works as a joke. Uh huh. Even though the taxonomy's all wrong on that first joke, <laughs> but I'm just gonna, you know, leave it be yeah. for now. Um, the professor sa- comes up to the mic and says, "I'm proud of what you've you've turned into since I created your ancestors." From quote filth gobbling nanobots. <laughs> That's true. There's also a a robot in the crowd that looks almost exactly like Dr. Farnsworth, but a robot. Yeah, uh, it's very good. And so uh, they're like, but no, I'm yeah, we evolved just naturally. There was no creator. The professor then says, well, he, wh- how do you explain this hologram of Bender frolicking with a robo dinosaur? And then uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Widnar is like, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. And then rockets off like because she had rockets the whole <laughs> well, time. Of course. Um, and then the professor is arrested for crimes against science. Now, here's the thing on this planet. Teaching evolution is apparently punishable by death in the form of death by melting. Death by melting. Yes. So. So, yeah, that's that's if you're t- if you're uh-huh. teaching this this uh, professor creationism. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna die, even though it kind. I mean, we watched it happen. It's kind of how it it, it was uh-huh. started, and then it flourished. So they go to the superior gort. Yes. So why is that thing you just said? Is this a reference to something I'm missing? De- it is definitely a reference to something, but I do not know what it is. All right, I'm gonna Ben Google's that. We finally made it. Fan dance? No, we're not gonna Google that. But the superior Gort, 100%. Gort, from the day the Earth stood still. Oh, of course. A fictional humanoid robot that first appeared in the 1951 20th century Fox American science action f- science fiction film. The day the Earth stood still and blah, 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 blah. So it's a robot. That makes sense. Got it. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. We learned something. Let's move on. <laughs> That's cool. I have no additional things to add to that. Fair enough. It rhymes with Court. That's funny. The, yeah, they're at Superior Gort, and um, Bender steps up to be the lawyer, interrupting Leela, uh-huh. and he's got suspenders on, mm-hmm. which the prosecution is even like, objection, uh, without pants, the suspenders have no purpose. I'm going to allow this for, for now. I love the judge so much. He's a very good judge. So uh, Bender claims not guilty by reason of insanity. And then the professor is like, no, I'm not insane. I created you um, three <laughs> days ago. Just ask my uncle. And Fry's like, yeah? His big, th- his big <laughs> smile, big thumbs up. It's very funny. The prosecution rests. Yeah, the prosecution is actually shown uh, on his phone being like, yeah, honey, I'll be home for dinner. And so the jury goes <laughs> off to decide the fate of the professor. 
And then they wake up the next day and all of the robots have evolved beyond the need for physical form. Yeah, they're all like pulsating lights in what look to be bubbles and stuff like that. Um, and they, uh, the Planet Express crew is basically told to resolve their petty squabbles and get the hell out. So they leave. <laughs> yep, they go back to Planet Express, where they show Dr. Banjo uh, all the photographs from their trip, <laughs> which he responds with, well, digital photographs don't lie. Uh, Dr. Banjo, yes, yes, they do. No, they don't. If just go to formerpresidentsholdingfood.tumblr.com <laughs> to see all the former presidents holding food. I definitely didn't Photoshop all of those. Oh, certainly not. These are all factual uh, historical photos in the, the record. Actual factual photos. Actual factual. So, <laughs> so yeah, they sort of agree to, to disagree. They're like, well, you know, sure, there was evolution, but it was probably from some creator being. Yeah, I think they. it's not agreeing to disagree. They kind of come together towards that kind of idea of a clockmaker sure god thing. um and bender's like what if it was a robot and they're like oh ha huh, bender and they're both like who would make that creator robot a different robot you're uh-huh <laughs> and they're like yeah and bender's like yeah you're right it is dumb also zoidberg is back and he's trying to pawn cubert off cubert's wearing oven mitts yeah it's it's great to me the turnaround that cubert has from disliking zoidberg to dressing like zoidberg and and the professor is like, I'm happy to raise my son in this world. Zoeberg's good. Uh, I'm sick of him. And everybody laughs. And then and Kubert looks sad. And Sober's like, No, seriously, he's a terrible person. I just love the oven mitts because the number of times where I will be going to get something out of the oven, and then you whoop. and I have the oven mitts on, and then I turn over to to Sarah and I go whoop 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 and do the little mm-hmm. clacky motion with the oven mitts. It happens a lot. <laughs> I l- I look forward to reading that in the. In the breakup discussion. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that's legit. Yeah. So... Because if there's... <laughs> there's a lot of stuff like that. If Stacy's like, yeah, we're done. You can't you can't do any more <laughs> Zoidberg stuff anymore. Uh-huh. And I'm like, divorce will be worth it. Uh-huh. Except then she's got to do this podcast with me, so... So who really, who really loses the Zoidberg game? So, um... That, yeah. So we sort of fade out there with Zoidberg ranting about how awful of a person Qbert is. And that's the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for Grades. Um, I was actually a little surprised at how much I liked this episode. I don't think it's a necessarily the best episode, but I remember mm-hmm. like, oh, this is kind of one of those ones that's like very, very um tied to current events. And I, I think it still is. I do think it transcends that a little bit to be pretty funny. I mean, it it presents a plot that's kind of funny and there's some actual growth and being able to compromise between the two sides, which I think is neat. I I love Fry screaming, this is a cool way to die. (laughs) Um, And all the different jokes that we made and, and, and caught here. I think it's, you know, it's not, it's certainly not a bad episode of Futurama. It is it. It's not one of the highs, but it's not bad. It's it's probably not one I'd want to watch again, but I don't. It's 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 in that kind of weird liminal space where it's like, I I, I yeah I I think it's probably a B minus for me, but it's not. I don't think it's bad. Okay. I I dreaded it, and then I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is this is pretty good. It's average to good. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I'm sort of in that same boat. I think it's fine. There's a lot of weird like 
like it's it's one of those ones where you have to remind yourself okay yeah this is a random stupid cartoon show that like oh robot society evolved in three days somehow like explain all of that how did a whole society of like three days from nanobots i don't think so taxonomy problems sure you know the whole the whole thing um when i when i think of all the problems in my favorite cartoons i'm like the taxonomy is taxonomy right that's all i'm saying no so (laughs) um but yeah so there's when i when i sit down and i think too hard about this episode i'm like ugh, this episode yeah i don't care for it but i'm actually watching it and i sort of turn that part of my brain off I'm like, okay, well, I like that robot fight. I like a lot of the jokes. Um, there's a good uh, healthy dose of like uh, science, like actual, you know, scientific thought in it when mm-hmm. the professor is actually arguing his point about, you know, missing links and that sort of thing. Even with the bad taxonomy. Even with the bad taxonomy. So I think I'd probably be about that same, I'll say a B minus. Mm-hmm. It's enjoyable, um, but yeah, it's not one that i'm i'm clamoring to go back and see uh, Um, all the time so yeah one thing we kind of glossed over that i think probably deserves some not introspection probably not by us um but there is some weird bits with kind of damsel in distress with amy and leela in the middle there that feels a little weird i mean it's it's i i mean i'll i'll give it kind of a pass because like you know, it's going. It's riffing on that like cavemen. Uh, sure, that's fair. Joke. It serves to move the plot along a little bit. Um, sure, I guess, I, I guess you get, you're right. Yeah, you get a little bit of that. Uh, you get the slingshot joke out of it. So there's that. That's true. Um, it just it just struck me as kind of a little out of place, I guess. But uh, maybe maybe I just didn't appreciate the joke. Well, I mean, it's Futurama does that where it. Sometimes it's just like, we're going to make this very direct reference to a thing that, you know, like, because the, I remember watch, growing up watching all the cartoons of like cavemen, like bopping women oh, on yeah, the head and true, dragging yeah. them off by the, the hair. And like, that was sort of the thing. Right. And so it's a very direct reference to that. Now, do you really need to be referencing that specifically in 2009 or yeah. whatever? I think you could say probably not but you know it's yeah very clear that that's sort of what they're doing there there might be some problematic uh, sure. aspects to it um I just wanted to point that out um but um but yeah so i think that'll do it for the episode mm-hmm. so let's talk about that social media where you can hook up with tacos <laughs> or celebrities if this is the time of the episode you always want it's that housekeeping if you would like to talk to us about this episode or about one of our many sponsors, if you want more information about Ask Jeeves or Green Smock, believe me, you can definitely find out more information from us on any of those topics and more. If you'd like to get in contact with us to hook up with tacos or whatever, you can email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. Please tweet tacos at us. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so find us there, review us, rate, subscribe, and send to your friends, and let's all eat tacos together at PodCon. Aw, uh, yeah. And, of course, the Patreon. You know. Pa- Patreon. <laughs> 
Patreon. I mean, we're swimming in all that money from Ask Jeeves these days, but we still appreciate. <laughs> but we still love you for <laughs> we're, listening to our Ask Jeevenator. We're gonna need some money for when we get sued by Blue Apron about that whole eating uh, baseball glove uh, yeah. bit in the middle. I am a, a, a little bit concerned because that is that joke is a little too close to life for me. <laughs> uh, we, we love Blue Apron very much. Oh, I thought I was like, when did you eat a baseball glove? Um, <laughs> Look, you can only make jokes about your life experiences, or else they're not funny. Blue Apron does not sell baseball gloves. That's my legal disclaimer. Honestly, we do not have any sponsors, and if you're, we're telling you to buy something, it's it's not It's sponsored. only from the love of our hearts. Uh-huh. So And stomachs. I think that'll do it for us this time. Let's sign off before we get sued by more companies. Agreed. There is a, a fan-run uh, Facebook group League of Jeremy's. League of Jeremy's. Yep. If you want to talk about how cool we are or how weird Not we, cool are, we are, you know, take your pick. Um, <laughs> just look up League of Jeremy's on Facebook. You'll find us. You'll find... It's not really even us. It's, well, uh, you'll find it's our fan, Laura, who put that together, who's yeah. great and awesome. And but we do we send, send her some thanks for being awesome. Of course. And we do occasionally chat in there and share uh, cat pics. So, yeah. Go take a look at our cats. So, uh, until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. Tomorrow.